Hello, I'm Tyler Kern reporting from MarketScale. Earlier this week, United Airlines announced that it's making an unspecified equity investment in biometric security company Clear. Now, the partnership will bring Clear security program to United's hubs in Houston Intercontinental and Newark Liberty airports by the end of the summer and Chicago O'Hare by this fall. And joining me to talk about this and to break it all down today is Ken Jenkins. He's an aviation expert and the owner and founder of Ken Jenkins LLC. Ken, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome, Tyler. So, Ken, let's just start off at the most basic level. What is biometric screening? So, biometric screening from, and particularly in, in the aviation setting, are characteristics, physical characteristics of an individual that are used to verify someone's identity. So, whether it is their fingerprints, um, eyes, uh, it could be face uh, recognition, fingerprint scanners, voice recognition, things of that nature. So, why why are companies or why are airlines investing in this technology? Do they believe that this is a better way of doing screening? They do, and it's and actually it's um it's really becoming quite prolific, and and people may not even realize that they're using biometrics today. For example, um, if you have an iPhone for for example, and you're using face recognition or you're using your thumb or finger um, as a way to to access your phone, that's biometrics. Airlines in particular and airports. Uh, along with even customs and border protection, like biometrics because it is a much more uh, efficient and user-friendly way to process individuals in and out of customs onto a flight, for example. It makes boarding, uh, will make boarding more efficient, which reduces the amount of time people spend in line trying to get on board an aircraft. So there's a lot of money being invested into biometrics in the aviation world just for that process alone. It's supposed to make the user process more efficient um, and seamless so that you and I go to the airport. We don't have to take out our driver's license or our passport, Tyler. We just look in to either uh, measure our fingerprint or uh, retina, for example, and whatever device is being used at that facility, and on we go. Well, can you use the, a magic word there, and that's efficient, you know, and I think that when people think sometimes of going through uh, security in an airport, efficiency is one of the last words that they would use sometimes, and <laughs> fair, fair or not. So is, is that the primary advantage for consumers here then, is, is that this is a more efficient way to, to kind of go about the entire airport process? Well, I think, it, yes, and, and, and there are additional benefits as well, and one of those certainly is the more secure, and, and that's one of the things that uh, Department of Homeland Security, for example, is touting, is that it's a more secure process as well. It increases security within aviation, certainly on, on board aircraft. Um, so, but I don't think when we fly, most of us think of it that way. We think of it as those long lines at TSA um, and, and trying to find my, my boarding card or my electronic boarding pass or whatever it is and, and going through, as, as you said, those long lines. But I think most people identify with that. And the security aspect of it, albeit safer skies, might be secondary. Um, I tend to think of it the other way. I don't mind the long lines. I get, to get there early. Um, but overall, this would help reduce wait times uh, through TSA lines, for example, boarding an aircraft, if you're flying internationally, coming uh, through Customs and Border Patrol, um, if particularly into the United States, and then hopefully worldwide at some point, as there's a global initiative now for biometrics to be used, you wouldn't be in line for two or three hours in some countries to enter or exit with biometrics. 
That's very, very interesting. Now, uh, one of the things that, that I think of is that there have been times where I've been in lines that were moving at about the same pace as the priority line next to me, mainly because the, the priority line had so many people in it. And United is offering some pretty steep discounts um, to join the Clear program. So is it? do you think that the infrastructure is ready for, let's say, a, a boom in popularity for this program? And, and even with the more efficient uh, way of doing things, is the infrastructure already in place for United to be able to withstand uh, maybe a large group of people all joining Clear at the same time? United, and, and not to even speak to United specifically, let's talk about any of the carriers and most of the air carriers today. And, and let's look in the United States, for example. Um, Delta is at the forefront of biometrics, along with JetBlue. Americans testing it, and now we have biometric systems in Los Angeles, and now you have United. Um, Delta also has a, a purchase stake in clear. Um, so part of that stake is most likely for their biometric infrastructure, the technology itself. How it's rolled out and how it's staffed is something else that the airlines and clear will have to work out or any type of vendor that is using their technology to help an airport or an airline. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I can't say that, yes, that infrastructure is all in place. Um, however, what you'll see is, is it becomes more popular and and the, and I think what we'll see is that the fees will certainly come down over time. And we're talking over the next four or five years. Those fees will come down as it becomes more popular. You'll start to have more um, peak times like you do at TSA pre-check, for example. Um, but the ultimate goal is to streamline the process and make it more user-friendly. Even if you're in line, you're still not having to take out your your driver's license or your passport or your ticket, um, which personally I think takes all of a few seconds. But for others, they say, you know, hey, if I don't have to do that, that's great. The other thing that it does, though, is that if you're using facial recognition, Tyler, is it's also comparing your face to what's in the Department of Homeland Security's database from your passport or any other type of government ID that you may have, like a driver's license. And it's matching your face to something already on record. So it's another way, another level of security. So that's a nice positive. Others will say that that could also be a negative and that now we're increasing the number of photographs that we have of, of U.S. citizens and non-U.S. citizens that could, and how's that data being used? Could it be used to turn over to other law enforcement agencies? And so those privacy concerns are things that still need to be worked out. Um, I think overall today what you see is that biometrics is really kind of um, here and there. Americans testing it, JetBlue's testing it, United's testing it, but they're not all doing it together. They're doing it individually, so in silos. What is hoped to be gained over the next uh, few years is that there becomes a global initiative where there's a standard that all the airlines and airports um, are utilizing. So it's seamless from one airport to another, from one airline to another. And right now that's not the case. So I think you addressed some some interesting issues there. And one of the things that I think of is that we, we live in a world of the Equifax and Capital One uh, hacks, you know, and other profile okay. uh, data hacks and that sort of thing. Um, that that has to be a, a concern for people, right? Just that, that fingerprints and, you know, whether it's an eye scan or, or facial recognition and that sort of thing is, is as personal as it gets, I suppose, for, for people. And so one of the big concerns would be that, uh, that that data is not as secure as it needs to be and falls into the hands of, of bad actors, I would suppose. 
Oh, yeah, you're exactly right on target with that. And that there are a lot of, of um, privacy concerns around this. And we can just use privacy as kind of the blanket here. It's not only what are the photographs being used for and, and other law enforcement agencies that could use it. It's are the systems as they are today individually, because you're looking at multiple vendors that are doing biometric, how secure is their technology and what are they doing with the information that, that's being stored on their servers? And so there's a lot of testing going on with each of the carriers and each of the airports that are using it independently of the airline as well. It's how accessible is the data that's being stored? And then what's the legal authority around that data? And that's a whole nother issue that needs to be clear and upfront. So right now everything's in testing mode and mm. uh, airlines and airports and other industries are utilizing it from an aviation perspective. Our um, passengers, for example, can opt out of, of biometric. They can opt into it as well, um, depending on the airline. Some are asking you to opt in, some are saying you're already in, but then you can opt out if you wish to. Mm. Uh, it's voluntary. Uh, in the future, I don't know that that's going to be the case, but certainly privacy is going to be at, at the forefront of, of the technology. What's happening to all that data? Customs and Border Patrol, for example, stores, uh, according to um, reports that I've read, they, they are looking at, like, if you come into the United States and, and they, they take your picture and they use biometrics, for example, to uh, verify your entry into the U.S., you as a U.S. citizen uh, they're holding that picture for approximately 12 hours or so, and then it's uh, discarded. For non-U.S. citizens, it's 14 days. That information today is still being captured. It's just not done the way it is with biometrics. Hmm. Um, so, it, again, it still comes back down to the question, what are they doing with that information um, when it's when it's not being utilized? Yeah, I think that's a that's a fascinating question. Now, Ken, you're you're my authority on all things travel. Um, are, is this something that you are going to dive into at this point, or are you going to let this uh, maybe this technology and this way of doing things mature a little bit before you uh, you opt in? You know, I, I I'm going to let it mature before I opt in, and it's not because so much that I mean I'm not afraid of biometrics. I am concerned about. Um, and standards in terms of data protection and things of that nature. So once that's kind of worked through, um, some of the things that I've been reading, and, and I would ask anyone to certainly do your due diligence around biometrics today, is that um, it's a, a very accurate system. It does have its limitations, um, and some of those limitations do fall in the privacy or security aspect of that. So I, I'd like to see more of the global standard before I do it versus Americans using this technology Delta is using clear, somebody else is using somebody else. I'd like to see it more uniform before I choose to opt into it. I absolutely understand what you're saying there, Ken. For more on Ken and his team, head to KenJenkinsLLC.com. Ken, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Tom. Nice to talk to you. This interview is part of the MarketScale Contributor Program. If you'd like to be featured as a contributor on MarketScale.com, please submit content to publications at MarketScale.com or head to our publications pages at MarketScale.com industries to see more.